0: Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. You're listening to Footy Prime, the podcast with Danny Dickio, Craig Forrest, and James Sharman. Today, we welcome Halifax Wanderer head coach and former Team Canada coach, Stephen Hart. For Dan Wong and myself, Jeff Cole, Let's get this party started.
1: Thank you, JC. And yes, welcome once again to Footy Prime. Uh, back after a week off where we just uh, rested and uh, got our, our pipes to where they should be and then ruined it the last couple of days with some, some good old-fashioned day drinking. Friday, Deech and, and Wonga and JC. And and then JC and Wonga, Craig and I yesterday. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of regulars. It was funny, actually. So we're sitting at this... Uh, table yesterday have, have some beers and we're just you know the usual shooting the shit and i'm making notes on my phone for the podcast today right so you know have you know obviously steven's coming on the show today we've got some champions league talk later on uh you know sancho maybe to united and then i've got i wrote down beers westerns blazing saddles high noon young guns and then i wrote down a spike kill but i don't remember why i wrote these things a uh, spite
0: was we're going to ask these guys at some point who would they have loved to spite who they either played with or got coached by. Was that what it was? Yeah, and we were going to go, what would you do and what would that spite be?
1: Right, okay. So it could be an individual, could be a team, could be a community. Yes, all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> so now, you know. now, now, now I know. There you go, I yeah. know I wrote it down. That was four
2: beers in, though. I think it was four beers in. Yeah. Hold what, on. What came out as the best country in
1: Western? See for me, okay. So, so we were at first discussing the two young guns, one and two, both great movies. Um, I think think Dan decided Young Guns two, young, to young Guns two, maybe a better movie. However, I went way back to High Noon, Gary Cooper, Henry Fonda, one of the great, like the greatest western of all time, and, and the song that they sung, um, "Do Not Forsake Me, Oh My Darling." I'm wow. going back like to the 1940s no idea here. Oh, wow. you've got to watch it; Deitch. it's fantastic. I like I like western. What's your favorite? Blazing, Blazing Saddles.
2: Blazing Saddles.
1: does that count as a western
2: yeah it's a comedy western
1: oh for sure it's a great movie yeah we'll ask Stephen Hart about his favorite westerns Uh, right now he's stuck at Out East as he generally is as head coach of Halifax Wanderers in the CPL yes the CPL is going to kick off this Thursday finally um, they're in the bubble it's going to be I think a really fun a uh, couple of months, uh, at least for us fans, I'm not sure for those involved and stuck in a bubble right now. Stephen, welcome to Footy Prime, and I'm, I'm sure when you signed up to the CPL in a, a year or so ago, you thought there'd be some challenges, it'd be a, a new journey, a real build, but you never in a million years thought you'd be stuck in a bubble.
3: <laughs> no, I No, I didn't, you know, I really didn't.
4: So, Stephen, I understand you guys got there yesterday. Um, things are moving along, hopefully, for you uh, and in the right direction. But I know that you personally and the team are struggling with a lot of injuries and a goalkeeper crisis at the moment. That um, How is that going to be resolved in your eyes?
3: Um, well, we're working on it. Um, it it's, I, I think my, my, my goalkeeper, he, he's going to be fine. Um, but we, we might have to enter... You know, a couple of games with without him um, at the moment, but we we have to try and get the the situation resolved, and and the league and ourselves are are plugging away at it, trying to come to some sort of uh, agreement.
2: It's interesting as well because I don't like to compare MLS and the CPL, but the MLS have got a rule in place where there is actually a league. Uh, goalkeeper, there's two league goalkeepers that train with uh, a club in their area. So, say if you're from Texas, you train with either Houston or Dallas. And when this kind of situation happens, like what Steven's having with Halifax now, these league pool goalkeepers are emergency loan keepers to go to a club that haven't got a, a backup keeper or third choice keeper just to fill the bench, so that when this situation arises all clubs are covered, and I think this is maybe something the league needs to look at. I know it's still in its early days, but especially when you're going into a bubble and there's quarantining going on, there should be at least one or two emergency keepers down there just to help out, just to train.
1: I wonder if uh, David Ayres, the Zamboni drivers, around, available somewhere. You know? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes, you need
3: them. Danny, Danny, they actually have that, you know. They actually well, they have Sorry, something like that. No, but they, they, they just have to get around some some quarantine rulings and you know it's 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 a complicated situation as you all can appreciate nobody's been here before and um you know everybody is just a little bit cautious i'm sure we get it resolved
1: if, if there was a say a 52 year old former national team goalkeeper sitting around and doing nothing but playing golf and drinking beers during the day here in ontario would you consider signing him if he was available and, and could quarantine in time
3: he was doing that when he was 28. So. <laughs> uh, you're not wrong. So, yeah, maybe.
4: Yeah. I come cheap these days, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, you would have to for here.
4: Yeah, right. Hey, Stephen, explain to us what exactly does this bubble look like for for the all the teams in PEI at the moment?
3: Um, well, at the moment, you know, it's really, really cautious. Everything is really cautious. Um, you, you're more or less confined to to your, your own little group uh, on the floors. Uh, no mingling at all with the other teams um, and all, you know, mask in every single public area. Um, you have to sort of wait till your, your food's served before you could enter rooms that are designated for you. And those rooms are largely recreation, weight training, everything, um, just just for you. Uh, but uh, at the moment, um, you know, we we as as you arrived, everybody got tested. We're waiting for those testing and results. I believe there's a second test to follow um, in a couple of days, and then you'll need those results, and then uh, depending on that. I'm, I'm sort of hoping that things might become a little a little more relaxed because as it stands now you're really confined to to your rooms and uh, going into that sort of recreation room uh, team room
1: have you had to really enforce the, the, the rules with your players I mean obviously they know what's at stake here um, but we've seen other leagues players sneaking off and, you know, issues resulting from that. Have you had that sit down with your guys and saying, listen, this is no joke. This is serious.
3: Um, I mean, we, we what we did was we we had a, a meeting with our players long before we mentored this. Um, we said, look, this is what you're going to be into. You're going into. This is what you're signing up for. You know, let us know if you aren't comfortable. Um, obviously, they're not going to let me know if they're climbing out on bedsheets. But... Um, <laughs> they, you know, they, they sort really of bad. knew what they were what they were getting into, and um, you know, there's they, some they they come across as uh, some some very very mature young men, um, but it's only been day one, so <laughs> we'll see.
2: Long time to go. Also, Stephen, there's there's some people that uh, have said that Halifax have the unfair advantage because they've only had to travel by a ferry across the PEI, and. They have a coach as well that is basically from the islands, although it would be the Caribbean islands. <laughs> but uh, they've said that the travel has been less for you guys, and it's, it's totally ludicrous in my opinion. But how was the travel yesterday? Did everyone arrive safely, all the teams? Uh, the setup was good, as what Craig is saying. It looks pretty professional. I've seen a couple of Instagram live uh, from ex-players from TFC and other guys, and uh, they've said it's been pretty professional so far.
3: Yeah, it has been. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I really don't envy Pacific uh, and that up and down that they had to do. But I mean, let's let's be realistic. If if it was the league, if it was the league, and and no, you would not be stopping. I mean, you might make one stop and then have to come over to play Halifax, but you'd have been coming in the night before or or, or the day before. You, you've got seven days here, you know. So, which is a luxury we. We don't have, um, and it is a, it, you know, it, it was a charter. So I, I think it's enough time to to recover. Um, but if some people see it as an advantage for us, we, you know, we'll we'll see.
4: Hey, Stephen, a lot of people. Maybe not know that you know, you're one of the most vastly experienced coaches uh, we've ever had in canada not only have you coached through the systems here and the, with our full national team but also trinidad and tobago where you come from originally um what are the differences between the two national teams that you coached and the nuances between the two because there certainly must be some
3: well <laughs> that's a great question um the the I had the national team of Canada on what three different occasions, um, twice, twice on the interim, uh, actually, three times on the interim, and and then I eventually got the job. Um, and the the, the players I, I, I had a really good understanding of the players. I mean, I was Frank's assistant, I was with Dale, so I had a good understanding of the players, and um. You know, we had a, a very good working relationship. Uh, uh, you know, then when I went to Trinidad and Tobago, everything was new to me. Um, I took a lot of stick uh, because, you know, they said this Canadians come in to coach. I was not seen as, as from Trinidad and Tobago until some of the veteran players that represented the country that had played with me or against me in the league Started, you know, saying I don't understand what you people are talking about, um, and and then of course it just was about learning the, the the qualities of the players. But in both groups, the players were excellent. I had no problems with the players outside of some of the usual problems you have, you know, with with player behavior and all that. I mean, that's that's normal. Um, the the real problems uh, was was dealing with the administration and and the, the the sort of backroom professionalism or lack of it that was required to to make a national program run the way it should run.
1: Yeah, politics in Canadian football, eh? Who knew? Who knew? Um you had, like you mentioned, there's some pretty decent teams with Canada. Um, as football fans, we love new shiny things, though. And when you look at the current squad, Alfonso Davis, uh, Jonathan David, you know, there's a lot of hope around this current Canadian team. Um, is it well-placed, do you think? Or is it just a case of, wow, another generation, another generation of hope that will end in disappointment?
3: No, I, I, I'm excited to see what this team would do. Um I think the team has, has more depth and variety in what could possibly be done, especially on the offensive side of the game. Um, you know, when, when, when I had the team and we were in the, the qualification uh, campaign, the early part of the campaign, we were, re- we were flying. We were doing really, really well. And um, we, we ended up having a couple of injuries. Ali Gerber was out. Uh, Josh Simpson, um, Atiba uh, had some knee surgery, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We started to pick up some injuries, and we just didn't have the 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 sort of players that that were ready to come in and 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 take you know just sort of take over and accept the responsibility. But I think this team, even though it's young, they have a lot of potential to tweak the offense um, to to give different sort of looks. And if they get if they get the, the, the you know they get their best defending line right, um, I'm excited to see what this team can do.
4: Yeah, I mean, is it fair to say, I mean, in hindsight, it's obviously 2020, but is it fair to say that this national team, from an attacking standpoint, is the the best that we've ever seen, although we've seen individuals in the past, Catliff and Mitchell, and guys like that could score the odd goal in very important moments. Alex Bumbrey had some good years in Portugal as well, but I don't think, Stephen, from, in my opinion, that um, I've been this excited about an attacking force uh, before, although... Personally, I think defensively, where we've always sort of hung our hat on uh, being quite strong, maybe be our, uh, might be our weakness at the moment.
3: Yeah, uh, you know, they, they, I was really interested to watch the U.S. game because, in, in, in my opinion, was was the only real test that they they came up um, in in the in the whole uh, sort of competition, um, and and they. they they certainly gave a good account of themselves uh, against the U.S. in in the in the game at home, um, and then you know your eyebrows sort of went up when they went down to when they went down to Florida, um, and and then you you thought to yourself, you know, you 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 put that and you put the Haiti game into perspective, you start thinking hmm, maybe maybe some experience um, would would be needed, you know. To, to slow things down when you're on top and and recognize uh, listen, you know, we have to manage the game a little bit better. But but certainly I, I'm I'm very excited to see this group.
4: Speaking of experience, Ativa Hutchison in his mid thirties is still doing really well in Turkey. Could he play a major role in that in that position? Because we know how calm he is on the ball and up until Uh, Alfonso, I'd say he's probably the most technical player we've ever had.
3: Yeah, I mean, I I have nothing but but good things to say about that guy. His his brain works overtime. Uh, His legs are still good. I, I watch him every chance I can get. I don't think you can throw away that sort of experience. Now, Atiba, I remember once I wanted to give him the armband and he refused it. Um, he just said, you know, he didn't want that sort of responsibility, but he certainly takes a leadership role when he plays, and uh, I think that's that's very, very, very important.
1: Yeah, still in my mind, the most underrated Canadian athlete, maybe of all time, underappreciated, that's for sure.
3: I I agree with that.
1: Yeah, I mean, he very, you know, he should be a household name
4: in Canada. Um, very underappreciated. One of the greatest players we've ever had, for sure, and uh, virtually gets no exposure here whatsoever. And he, actually, speaking of that, Stephen, I mean, from a standpoint of like you know fans that love the game, they're going to get these platforms and going to watch football because they love it. They're willing to spend some money on it. But as far as getting exposure to individuals, even like Alfonso, um, to the average sports player or a youth player that should be exposed to them. They're not, and this is a problem in the States as well because even in the Champions League, Pulisic is playing, and even Grant Wall, who we had on a couple of weeks ago, was saying that it's unfortunate that many people are not ex- being able to expose to one of the greatest Americans at this moment. Do you see that being a problem?
3: Uh, it's, it's a huge problem, and, and, I, and I just don't get it in this day of, of, of global communication and marketing. I, I just can't figure it out. I mean, I remember when I went to Eindhoven and Tony Fonseca and myself went to to meet with Atiba and and he's on a massive billboard in, in, in Eindhoven and, and everybody, and, and the Dutch don't praise you very easily. We know that. You had, everybody we spoke to was only had praise for him. You know, and, and Pulisic for me is a very special footballer and I am... Really surprised that they don't they don't get the exposure in their home countries that they deserve.
1: Yeah, it seems that the game is almost contracted in the last couple of years because the mainstream media isn't covering football like it was. But at the same time, I think media is changing as well, and these streaming services from the One Soccers to the Zones they are the future in, in many ways. So maybe there will be, uh, you know an explosion in a couple of years when they find their footing. But it's frustrating for sure. Um, back to your, your current team, Stephen. Um, according to CPL Tracker on, on the website, I think you've retained just seven players from, from last season. Um, it seems like a, almost like a new club. How um, how's the challenges to build in this club compared to before year one?
3: Well, you know, in year one, we, we had all these restrictions on where we could take players from. You know, so Ontario they you know really and truly they got they got the first choice of the players they wanted and and then and, and then you could have what they don't want and b c had b c and et cetera et cetera so you know it was it was a little bit it was complicated um and and then you know you had to put in the names that you want and there would be a draft and and the players that I wanted to bring in decided ah let 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 me wait and see what this c p l thing's all about before I leave my my position in in wherever they were in, in Europe or whatever. So, you know, it, it was a, a, a real hit and miss for for teams like 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 Halifax and uh, and um, the, the, the teams that were sort of now coming Pacific and and all of that. So uh, this year uh, I decided you know, that, look, we, we, we have a little more flexibility in the players we can bring in. This is the type of players that I like. And let's see if we could get those players in and really start, this is really the starting point, if you understand what I mean. Um, and on, unfortunately, COVID has come in. So, so now, you know, you're, you're sort of looking at this island tournament as an extended preseason season for 2021. At least that's how I'm looking at it.
2: Stephen, one player I really like that you've got within your squad is Big Ibra. He came um, to TFC a couple of seasons ago in, in um, a showcase, uh, a young boy. I think he's from Guinea originally, but he was at school in PEI, Ibrahim Sano. I'm really interested to see how he performs this year because he's got a great profile. He was a great kid. I loved working with him for the 10 days that he was with us. And I'm just really interested to see if he can pop some goals in for you because, as I said, he's a big, strong boy. He knows where the goal is as well. And I just hope, I really hope, not only personally for him, that he can score some goals, but for yourself as well because I think that's what was lacking a little bit last year, having that potent goal scorer.
3: Yeah, I think last year we lacked, I mean, we... Uh, and, and not so much the, the goal scorer as the the final pass, you know. Um, uh, the the goals that 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 uh, akim scored, he was he was tireless, you know. But it wasn't uh, it wasn't a situation where, you know, they were they were they were laid on a platter for him. Um, but yeah, Ibra Ibra is certainly uh, the unknown. Um, and uh, I myself very interested to see how he does, Stephen. Before we
4: let you go, just uh, I'd like to hear your point of view on you know development in Canada. We have the MLS teams. We now have CPL, which is obviously going to be great for players to develop. We've already seen some players leave, so you got to think it's been beneficial for them. Um, but a lot of the conversation in hockey is the expense of it. Football seems to be getting that way as well. And for the people that are less fortunate, don't have the money to put their kids in football or certainly put them in academies or even the MLS academies where it costs money. How do, how do we get around that in this country? Because we're missing out on a lot of great athletes if they can afford it.
3: Yeah. uh, You know, that's the million dollar question, isn't it? Um, I think not just for us, but for North America in general, Um, Mm -hmm. I, I do believe we're missing out on a, on a, on a lot of players. I mean, um I've I've spoken to Paul Stoltery and, and, and Artiba and and, and Ian Hume and, and really and truly if they had to, to pay the kind of money that you know that is being asked now, they would not have been in football. Um, and it is something I think that we have to get the the the, the 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 footballing minds together to try and solve this problem somehow or the other. You know, um, it, but it, it's be, it's becoming uh, a situation where I, I think we are missing out on a lot, a lot of, of talented players that really and truly cannot, cannot afford to be in the sport.
2: It's interesting as well, like just carrying on from what Stephen's saying there, that Ibrahimovic was in Los Angeles for the last two years. And his quote, coming out of just living in los angeles was he could not believe how much it was for his son to be involved with a select soccer football program he said what he paid or what a young child would play in sweden or england or trinidad wherever it is for his career as a young player would be for one year in america who so is paying up like four, four and four and a half, five grand for his son to play in a select program in Los Angeles. Okay, that's Los Angeles, but I think as we said, it's North America where we're really missing the boat on not only kids that can't afford it, but kids that may be not interested in football at first, but just getting them involved and trying to get them in the game prior to them having to pay a ludicrous amount of money or stupid money just to see if they like it and then you can work with that it might be some natural talent they have speed strength uh aggression to be a defender it could be agility to be a goalkeeper Whatever it is but we're missing out on a huge amount of potential players at a young young age that just veer off into a different career or different sport or don't play sport at all
1: yeah yeah i agree yeah, it's, it's a massive issue, and uh know clubs are aware of it, but I mean, in your case, if you just driving home today, you see some kid in the park who's got some incredible skills, and you think, this this kid's special. My God, look at this kid. Turns out the kid has no money. He comes from an impoverished background. He cannot afford to join TFC Academy. Are there ways for him to still get in there?
2: Well, first of all, TFC Academy is free. You don't pay to play at TFC Academy, but that's not saying we're the highest academy or the best academy. um, it's more to do with the local clubs now becoming, or not becoming, they're a business. They're not a football club. They're not a club where players can develop. And I understand clubs have to bring in certain money to pay staff and stuff like that, but I remember when I was a youngster, and we're talking about years ago, you basically paid for your uniform, your kit, your bag, and the subscription for the referees for the year, and it was literally 100 bucks, 100 pounds for that year. And we'd have a couple of tournaments involved as well. I just, uh, I don't see how it can cost so much for your young player. And that's that's not only in football, that's in hockey as well. And even basketball, which my younger guys playing, my, my little girls playing as well. It's pretty expensive for a kid to play sport and be active and stay in an active lifestyle as well. We're not talking about all kids are gonna be professional players, but to stay active and healthy
3: yeah i think danny you know if if the, if we could get some sort of subsidy on facilities because let's face it it's, it's about 5 months of the year there's a very expensive facility you're going to have to get because of winter right so you need some sort of subsidy on 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 the on all of these uh income generated pitches that are uh, coming up all over the place and, and maybe maybe 5 or side pitches all over uh, inner city of Toronto um, where, 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 you know, kids could just go and play and then the scouts could go and look for the natural talent and bring them in. Some, something has to give at some point. So, so I think st- start by dropping, the, you know, the cost or subsidizing the cost of these facilities. Um, and, and that's a start point.
1: Yes, yeah, amazing, Stephen, before we let you go. I mean, you and I had numerous interviews back in the day talking about the challenges to Canadian football players. And here we are now in 2020 talking about the challenges to Canadian football players. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a work in progress, put it that way. But listen, strange times, Stephen. Good luck in the bubble. I look forward to the games. Um, we're really happy that you're, you're back in Canadian football, that's for sure. And uh, thanks. for joining. Thank us. you.
2: Thanks, Stephen. Thanks, Stephen. Really to
1: appreciate you. it, buddy. Thanks, guys. Fun. Have a good one. Well do, well do. Stephen Hart, HFX One, uh, kicking all off right. in a, in a week or so in the, the Island Games, and it's interesting what Stephen says. They're about you know this tournament. Yes, yeah, great and all, it's not ideal, but this is preseason for next season almost. It is the biggest job for these coaches in the CPL. It, it, is is it to convince their fan bases that building a strong foundation and developing is actually more important in these early years than a trophy for some of these clubs. You know, the, of the you know, and, and the Forges come from a, um, from a foundation to begin with, right? They're kind of ahead of the, the grade there. Uh, but for teams like HFX and, and other ones, it's a real build, and you have to get the foundation right before you even think about winning stuff. Yes,
4: um, but you're always going to have the challenges, certainly in the offseason. We've see, seen, even with this pandemic, that the better players every year will also leave. But that's that's fine. In my books, I mean, some people will say, well, how do you develop the league? Well, the league is a development league.
1: That's credibility when the Tristan Borgias of the world right. leave, right? Yeah.
4: I mean, for obviously to love watching them play as part of the league, but if you see players, you know, drift over to Europe and get a second chance through this league, uh, we saw it in the old Canadian League, um, you know, for qualifying for 80s and 90s, how beneficial that was to have players playing on a regular basis, even at any level. Yeah, I think the key thing as well is
2: that, there's still not enough clubs here in Canada for players of all ages to reach the professional level. So having the CPL now, okay, we had, we have Toronto, we have Montreal, we have Vancouver, but now with the inclusion of the CPL, we have another eight to nine teams that players can either progress to out of school, university for one or they've been released by the academy or professional free teams that we just spoke about, because it's not going to happen for them at that level, but they can still pursue a professional career at a CPL club now, and as Craig just said as well, returning players from Europe. So it gives them another foot to try and get to where they've worked so hard to get to, and you're going to face certain resilience, you're going to face adversity throughout your career. But to come home, which a lot of these players are doing, and play for a Canadian team in the early stages of its years where we hope it's going to go on for a long uh, amount of time, they're setting up the structure, right? The foundations are being put in place. They're starting to set up their reserves and youths, which is really good as well. And that's the process. If you can do that by winning... Even better, But you're right, Shams. It's a slow process that mm-hmm. I think the fans have bought into. They're just happy that they've got a local team they can support now and call their local team, as well as having a European team of their choice or a South American team, whatever it is. Yeah. But they have a local community team now that they can travel mm-hmm. an hour, two hours, ten minutes down the road to support, mm-hmm. which I think is fantastic.
4: That's just, I mean, that happens all over Europe. A lot of people, you know, everybody has a club, local club within... A stones throw away, yeah, and they will support them as well as the arsenals and the of yes. course. Well, even the,
1: there's no the reason bats. why uh, a TFC fan can't also support York Nine, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, there's, loads there's of no them. reason they're not going to Okay, Canadian Championship. There's a good chance they meet at some point. Then you've mm. got a dilemma. <laughs> yeah, but there's no reason that different that's great. different levels. I love
4: that Could the you fact imagine that they're
1: yeah. playing against superb
4: MLS teams and played very well against them. Well, we by saw the it, right? yeah, we saw it. And the coaches are competitive. We
1: know several of them in the league. They
4: you know, including Steven, they all want to win. Of course they do.
1: You know, I think also we're seeing the opportunity to certain players. We see Mo Babouli, uh, get signing up this past week. Mm-hmm. You know, without the CPL, Mo's career could have been done. Yeah. Right? He's he was going to play indoor. indoor yeah. Metro, yeah, well. <laughs> we'll talk about the Metro Stars some other time, maybe, Greg. <laughs> um, no, we won't. But, uh But regardless, um you know, opportunity presents itself, right? You know, you, you guys had Mo at a TFC, had some moments, didn't he? There's yep. definitely a skill set there, a talent base. Hasn't worked out for him. How old is he now? 27, maybe, I want to say. Yeah. He's got to be towards his late 20s now, right? Mid to late 20s? Yeah. Probably. But he'd, yeah. And, he'd be finished without it. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. exactly. So that, you know, you're going to see these guys, maybe some, a second chance for a lot of these guys, yeah. which, which That's is That's what I was saying,
2: that platform for guys that, face a little bit of adversity, been out of the game or not had a club for three months, six months, a year. But now having this league in place is okay, I might not be able to get into my local club but I might get a chance at Valor or Cavalry or Pacific or Halifax, wherever it's that you're going to be playing professional football. Yep. Which yep. is what you've trained for, which is what your dream is to be. And if you do well at this level maybe you get a chance like we've seen with a couple of players in getting noted for the national team where two or three CPL players got involved with the national team set up last year. So mm-hmm. there's all kinds of avenues that, that this can really be a platform for these players yeah. to, to perform. At.
4: All pluses, all pluses.
1: Yep, and uh, kicks off, as I mentioned, uh, this Thursday, uh, Forge Cavalry, mm-hmm. uh, replay of the year. Uh, of course, great game, yeah. So cash that on one soccer. Um, from the CPL to the Italian Serie A, so Juventus win again, obviously, Then their ninth championship. Stumbled. Stumbled over the finishing finish line. Yeah, for sure. Then they blow it in the Champions League and poor old Sarri, Coach Sarri, most disrespected coach in world football, feels the brunt of it and gets canned a year after being canned from, from Chelsea. Back He's to, doing all right for back himself. Back to three packs a day. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well,
2: he was a a bank manager uh, prior to becoming a professional. Yeah, quite recently
1: in in football, too. So he's going to need that at the moment. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. But in comes Andrea Perlo with zero experience as a coach. And people are comparing him to the Lampards and the the Artetas and the Inzagis Mm -hmm. and Gattuso's. But they all kind of earn their stripes a little bit, right, before getting a big Mm -hmm. opportunity. They, you know, be it age grade. Football. I mean, in fairness, Perlow did sign ten days ago with the under twenty threes three's. So he's had ten, 10 days. days yeah. He's had ten you know, days with the kids. So yeah. fair enough. But I mean, I don't know what on a you Zoom can? meeting. <laughs> I mean, you want to see him succeed, right? One of the the most uh, sophisticated savants of football we've seen in years. Just yeah. wonderful yeah. player, but doesn't mean he'll be a great manager. But someone like yourself, Deej, who's who's earned his stripes, you know, for, for years in, in football in the coaching ranks. Can you see a gal like Pirlo just walk into the Juventus chair? I mean, what does it make you feel?
2: I have no resentment towards him at all. Again, classy player, legend of a, a player in, in Italy and for the national team. Uh, had a little stomp, uh, a little espresso at New York City FC for a year or so with a cigar on. I just, I'm, I'm very worried. I, I thought Juventus... We're going for the Champions League. They've basically tied up the last nine Serie A titles because there's been no one to really compete with them. But now teams are starting to bubble up nicely. Lazio took them close this year. Inter are doing very well with Conte. Milan is starting to bubble up as well. And then you have Atalanta, who are still in the Champions League. So to bring in Sari, who was basically told, we want to win the Champions League. He was apparently told before yesterday's game, sorry, Friday's game, that if you do not win this game you're out so he knew that game was was his last one if they lost it but it's just bizarre to me that you're giving it to Pirlo now who obviously has the respect of the locker room very similar to Zidane at Real Madrid who had a little stint with the U23s but didn't really have the experience of coaching a first team and then I had the argument with with my buddy the other day like he said what what are you really teaching those players at a high, high level team? I said, well, there's tactics and obviously formations that you have to adhere to. He says, yeah, but these guys have heard tactics and formations all their life. When you're putting a 70 million pound player on the field, yes, there's certain rules and certain stats that you're telling them or tactics, but they're playing the game to their Caliber.
1: You're not improving Ronaldo, for
2: example. You're not improving Ronaldo. You're not. You're going to be telling DiBala certain stuff to what to do, and maybe that's their idea ideology around it, and saying, "Look, we need someone to control the locker room because it's gone a little bit messy under Sarri There was a rift between him and Ronaldo. He wasn't no chance a Ronaldo uh, manager. So maybe they brought in Pirlo. Think that was
4: it. That was a respect thing right out of the gates because they will respect him right out of yeah, the gates. I mean, he's, he's still questioning himself. Still
2: questioning it myself, Craig. To, yeah. I hope he really does well, I really do, because yeah. he's a fantastic uh, player and, and legend for it, but um, I've got my doubts about this big time.
1: But you say he can't improve 70 million pound players, and, and I get that, obviously Ronaldo's kind of a bit of a different story entirely, but if he can raise the guys that are on that team only worth 15 or 20 million, right, and improve them, then the team improves. Look at Klopp at Liverpool, right? Who can say that Jordan Henderson a really... Good player didn't become a great player under him. Um, Sane became better under Jurgen Klopp. There is a way surely to improve players, be it confidence, what you talk All to about them, the
4: fullbacks as well. The
1: fullbacks, yeah, yeah, precisely yeah. right. So yeah. I know what you're saying as far as you you, you you should have the finished product when you have a team full of world class footballers, but there is a little bit of wiggle room, isn't there, to improve them still?
2: hundred percent, you have mm. to. That's your that's your part of the head coach. Yeah, but Klopp is a totally different machine than a Pirlo or a Lampard. These guys are, are, are very successful players in their playing career, like a Steven Gerrard, like an Alan Shearer, but now moving into coaching so soon after not like being an understudy or having an experience within... I, I can only talk about my own experience. Going as an assistant coach with, with Dasso in the Toronto FC team compared to looking at the game as a player are miles apart. The preparation, the understanding of how you're trying to it's speak. It's on you. It's on you as well. Whereas yeah. a player, you're surrounded with 10 other guys yeah, or bitching about everything,
4: about the coach not doing yeah, this. So coach.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then though, isn't he not hiding to nothing? Because he has to win the Champions League now. Right? He has to. That's Ooh. why he's been brought in. That's why they've fired every other manager so far. Because they managed to win the Champions League.
2: That is League. my question of why have they given it to Perlo.
1: And why would he take it? He's been offered jobs. He said he's offered jobs in England and other Serie A clubs. I know it's hard to say no to Juventus. I think when that's you, it. it but it's
4: so hard. But you
1: really sit down and, and look in the mirror and say, is this really the right choice for me right now? You know, I, I could ruin my career by failing at Juve within six months. or
2: it's, it's Chelsea as well with Lampard.
4: Yeah.
1: But you, yeah. could, you could also yeah. fail at any you could fail at the other Barber, club right. too, right? Yes, you can. You know. But the spotlight's not on you like it would be at Juve, for example. No,
4: but either way… Yeah, the spotlight's on. But Pirlo's, you know, used to the spotlight. That's not going to be a problem. But either way, you could fail anywhere. And that's that's why I
2: really like what Pep has done because Pep was the Barca B coach for a number of years. Done the groundwork there. Understood how he wanted his team to play. Okay, it was in the Barca style, which is very similar to how he was developed as a coach. Anyway, but he. I, he he can't value those two years or whatever it was that he did with Barca B enough because it set him up for eventually taking over the first team, knowing some of the younger players that he worked with with the B set up, but also understanding the dynamics of what's going on here. We're not talking about just what goes on the pitch. We're talking about strength mm-hmm. and conditioning, medical, admin, dealing with directors. You don't have that as a player.
1: Right, so you like you said, you learned to, you know, as an assistant coach to Dazzo, right? And he's like, yeah. wow, my God, this is different to play. There's a whole lot. He's going to go through the exact up. same thing as the head coach at Juventus, one of the most storied clubs in world sport with everyone looking at him and everyone saying, your, your goal this season is to win not just Syria, You do that it's been nine years straight, easy, right? And the Champions League. Anything less than that and it's a failure, my god. Well, I think it's pressure it's, isn't it? A
4: lot of pressure. I, I think it will be important for him who he brings in to his staff to you yeah. know who they got who the guys are and you know dealing with coaching and setting up and
2: I wonder I wonder if he brings in uh, a physio or a trainer that does warm-ups because do you not remember Pelo's quote in his book <laughs> about warm-ups? No. He said I hated doing warm-ups. It was the biggest waste of time in my career. It's basically the trainer, the physio trainer's chance to masturbate and just have an <laughs> orgasm because he's making 15 guys, 20 guys run around doing pointless exercises for 10 minutes <laughs> hey, before a game. your
1: flavor is, man, if that gets you <laughs> off, then good for you. You know? Yeah, I <laughs> but, needed a warm up. Anyone <laughs> <laughs> right now, actually? Not yeah. that kind of warm up, Craig. Oh, no. He's already well, Mar- he's already
4: masturbated, Mar- so he's ready Maradona to go. Would just
1: stand in the field and make, keep the ball up, right? A little bit of music. A little bit of music. Did you need it, Craig? Did you need it? Did you get? Well, that, it's that, different that. for goalkeepers too. Yeah, but you're still you're still warming up. Most guys warm up, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm,
4: you're trying to get your
1: was it, was it more for your head No, oh, no,
4: just depth perception, crosses, lights. Yeah, some, some stadiums too. You don't realize when the ball goes up. Depending on the, where their floodlights are, you can't. The ball gets lost in them. Sellers parks is a classic. Yeah. They've got those like low lights. So, well, low lights, and dip. it goes the whole way along. So it doesn't matter where the ball comes up
1: from that particular side; it's all caught up in the lights. I love it when you see a keeper wear a cap, a ball cap. They're useless. You're not
2: allowed to no more.
1: You're not allowed. Why? Nope. You're not allowed it's to dangerous. wear. Dangerous. What peaky blinders? You got a, You got a uh, blade in there?
2: There was something happening in the championship this year where a uh, uh, keeper was trying to wear a cap. And I'm not too sure whether it was because it wasn't part of the uniform or it was a sponsor on his a cap that the referee didn't allow, allow him that, to wear that,
4: it. I, yeah, I don't think you can't wear a cap. I think if you have a big sponsor on it. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> Patty Power. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. I remember in the Gold Cup, uh, I had the Sandico gloves that had uh, quite a big – syndico on the back of the gloves and they weren't allowed to they weren't allowed to it had to be i think it was like a three quarters of an inch font at the most and so long and so i just had to use a felt and blocking out all the hey, syndico
2: we have to do that with our amsterdam <laughs> here we need to get a bigger logo across craig's midsection here yeah 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 yeah. Cross my lunch kit. <laughs> 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 Easy, Dan. It's, it's a wonderful
0: sight. It's a wonderful sight on a Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah. Who yeah, doesn't want to wake up beside that? This <laughs> this like a
1: football will transcend. Craig's lunch day. kit transcends the podcast. It really does. Yeah. That's the new podcast. Yeah. Yeah. The new when I wake up in the morning. I look. see Craig's lunch
4: kit. Wake up in the morning. There's a mirror right there from the sliding doors, and I have to look at myself as something else. It's
1: no good. I think you don't put mirrors in your bedroom or anywhere in the house. I got to open up. <laughs> Scare yourself walking down the stairs. Oh, God. Yeah, 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 yeah.
4: Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah. Casper the
1: ghost.
4: Yeah, I like this mask. This mask thing is great.
1: I like a million. Self-loathing on this show, isn't it?
2: <laughs> did you see that talking about masks? Did you see the guys in, I think it was in Dollarama or somewhere that were walking in with full Halloween masks? And the... the the manager stopped him and said, you can't wear that mask. And he's like, but it's a mask. The wrong mask. It's the wrong mask. He's like, well, what do you want me? Do you want to put uh, like a Star Wars mask or what? He said, no, you have to wear a mask covering your mouth and nose.
1: And now, were they being just smart asses, or do they just not yeah, get it? Yeah, they
2: were being smart Because, I
1: mean, a lot of people in Dollarama just don't get it. And I'm there all the time, because I've got a nine-year-old daughter, and crafts are cheap, and they'll kill off an hour of an afternoon. So I'm always in Dollarama. And a, a lot bad. of people there would think that the Halloween mask would work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Amsterdam beer right. and Dollarama, new sponsors. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Oh, boy. Oh, God. Um, before we – have other news stories, like making the rounds. Davis Silva's last game. I can't believe it. Time flies. Diminutive, but what a player. Yeah. One of the greatest of the league's seen, isn't he?
4: Yeah, and humble. One of the greatest players. and I think actually it was Nick Dasovich was talking about that. uh, Just one of the greatest players and how humble he is and everything that he's achieved. Yep. Nice to see.
2: Very quiet kind of guy. Mm -hmm. He's been there for
4: how long? He's been there 10 years. 10
2: years. Yeah. I was was looking the other day on who signed him, and it was – I think it was Roberto Mancini and right. him having a picture, but like mm. a fantastic signing servant for, for Man City, I think he really progressed them into a different way of playing, especially when Pep came in as well, he was that guy that, City had a lot of very, very good playmakers over the years, remember King Classey as well, who was a, a really nice player, but this guy took it onto a new level. And the club also loved him. They, they helped him out a lot. Remember, he had those troubles with his, his young uh, uh, child that was born, I think it was two years ago now, he had to take a lot of time off. And Pep gave him that time off. The club supported him. So he knows that the, the club really helped him out in a sticky situation. But what a fantastic servant to Man City and the championships. And if he could go out with a bang I think it would be the perfect send-off winning the Champions League Absolutely, with Man City yeah.
1: yeah well they've got a decent decent next, next match-up yeah. of course but it's not easy hey, but... It's not easy. nothing is easy um, but yeah Champions League one-offs coming up this week I love that we were talking before the show today how much we enjoy that um, two-legged I understand why they do it you know but my god a, a knockout and a neutral venue pretty special
4: amazing really
1: really good Who, so let me ask you so if you're a does that favor a better team or an underdog? You know, any team can win on any given day. Over two legs, generally speaking, you think the better team is going to have more mm. chance to, to prevail. But, you know, if you're a Leon, have you got a better chance and a one-off? That's a good question. Yeah, I would think so. So they're happier? They're, mm. they're Although
4: you look aura. at, you know, some of the teams like Bayern Munich or is Germany that came back, Bundesliga, they didn't struggle at all. No, Bayern Munich.
2: <laughs> they Munich. miss a step. <laughs> Away, yeah. Put Chelsea to the sword. I think it, it depends on the team as well and how dominant they are at home. Like if you're a, I wouldn't say smaller team, but like a Leon or Leipzig who are still in the Champions League where they love playing at home in front of their own fans, bringing a big team to kind of bunker in and counter against them. Are you going to be able to do that in a neutral stadium? If you're if you're a good team, you can play at any field against any opponent. It yeah, doesn't okay. matter.
1: That Bayern Barca match is going to be something that's pretty oh, special. Crack.
2: <laughs> that first wow. half the other day was a great a great game. I rewatched it. Barca or, um, or Bayern? Barca versus. Um, oh my god! No. Yeah, Barca versus Na- N- Napoli. Napoli. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <sighs> Messi. Really good half. Messi's goal was pretty decent, wasn't it?
2: Taking liberties again, little Lionel.
1: Think he's leaving? Yeah. Is he staying? A lot of, uh, obviously, he's not happy with the brass there. And a lot of, you know, notable commentators are, are saying how that club is almost wasting his best years because they haven't won the Champions League since he was 27 years of age. Um, bit of a stretch, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're half decent. They've been hold pretty on good. Yeah,
2: Tottenham haven't won a trophy since when?
1: Ever, I think, is the answer. I think it
2: depends, basically, at Barca, if they change the coach. Again, again. There's, there's a lot of turmoil within the locker room towards his style of play and stuff. Do they bring in a, a, a Pierlo, an ex-legend of Barca to come in and settle the changing room and they've got uh, a huge influx of young, talented players coming through at Barca.
1: They always do, don't they? Yeah, it's like been, I mean their academy is top years, but
2: though. they've also got, like these guys have started to develop into you can talk about players with potential that are going to be Hopefully, reaching your first team in two or three years' time. These guys have been those guys for like two or three years now. Fatty is another guy who's done really well from that. Need to come in now and be starters.
1: So, is this the new golden generation? I the, think so. NBA, There's like five or Messi six. Kind of There's five
2: or six of them, shams that are very, very talented. So, just players.
1: bring in the uh, who's who's uh, Barcelona, be coach now. <laughs> 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 Who well, once upon a time, Could right? Be a Puyol.
0: What, do, you like think, do you
1: think, I mean, yeah, maybe, but do you think, um, like, Poch, you know, is, is out there, you know, and people are saying he should have gone to Juventus, they couldn't afford him. Um, is he a guy that would work at a team like Barcelona, do you think?
2: No, because he hates them.
1: God, he, Espanol, I know. Yes. But, okay, removing that. He, he's <laughs> he a said he'd never coach right? Barca. Did he say that? Okay, okay yeah. but just forget. Okay, but I, I think if it's put him, to him. But that type of coach, you know, a proven 10 coach. Ten million reasons why. Yeah. <laughs> because they, they don't often go and get, in recent years, a, a big name coach. Maybe someone that's done well in La Liga, right? Um, but if they go out and get a Pochettino, who's a, apparently a world-class coach, would that work in that setup, the way he plays the, the game?
2: I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. I'd like to see it, because I think Poch is a great coach, and
4: yeah, but what he said about that club, do you think he's, yeah, you know.
2: he, he said he, would, he uh, he's got hatred towards them. Yeah. He
1: said he would coach Real Madrid. Leo Messi. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's but. to say no. Not, I guess no, he's done it it's all. When, it's when the wife taps you ways. on the
2: shoulder and says, listen, with money's running low a little bit at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think
1: that's going to
4: happen for a
2: while. <laughs> nah, he's still getting paid up by Spurs. Exactly. But I don't know. I, I really don't know what's going to happen at Barca, but I do know they have a very talented crop coming through that needs to be guided in the right direction with Messi being the the front runner of that group
1: still have you seen the the, the documentary series on Netflix Barca Barca yes it's good isn't it very good it it kind of warms up it starts kind of slow I thought but it really gets really well worth to watch and you see the inner workings and who the dominant personalities are and Mm. Messi's Messi but he hasn't got much to him outside of football
2: Suarez's boy yeah?
1: Suarez yeah best mate's right but Suarez is a big personality which isn't a big surprise but obviously Pique is massive Busquets is so quiet it's yeah. still so respected in that room it's really interesting yeah um, and you know it, it, they go through each player basically and, and their background where they came from um, it's definitely worth watching one of the, the good fly-in-the-wall documentaries very good yeah uh, Oh, Willian to Arsenal is, is that done yet? is it c- confirmed? yeah I don't wow. think it's confirmed yet, right? But it's very close. Yeah. It's gonna ha- He's leaving Chelsea, regardless, and maybe going to Arsenal. Is, is that a mistake by Chelsea to let this guy go? Considering that they're, they've made some signings, but they're a very young team. I should check on that
4: because I think that deal might be done this
2: morning. They said it was very, very close. Okay. The 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 problem now
1: fire the people first, and get yeah. their money from the employees. Oh, yeah. we should
4: talk about that.
2: That's the problem with Chelsea. First of all, is that they have uh, a rule in place that they don't like to offer. Players over 31 longer than two years, similar to what Arsenal did. It two years? Was it yeah. What? I think it's two years. They've offered him a two year deal.
4: General rule of thumb, wouldn't you say? I mean, it can no be, player. but now
2: Arsenal are starting to break their rules because they want to offer Obama Yang, who's 31 One now, I thing. think, a three year deal. Mm. So they've changed their mindset and said, listen, we need to be competitive. So we need to bring in some experienced guys and give them longer contracts on big money. Interestingly, they they uh, sacked fifty five staff this week as well, and they got a lot of stick about it. They let go no fifty five staff. That was a disgrace. But they're also saying, "Well, you have Ozil here on three hundred and fifty grand a week. Oh fuck, who's Ozil's picking on, his nose? I
4: can't believe that they're picking on them. So let's say, let's say Ozil walks out of the Arsenal with twenty million. You yeah. say, which he's gonna? To- the freaking owners were ten billion. billion. That's ten thousand million, but it always has to be a scapegoat, Craig. Yeah, but you know, you know that's the problem with the Premier League, and I, they, they don't vet owners well enough. They let anybody buy a club. What well, they have now with Newcastle, no anymore. Newcastle, <laughs> fallen through there, right? Newcastle. Yeah. And then the Newcastle fans are upset because what? They, they're upset because the Saudi government—they were so excited their club. Like seriously, Murderous. <laughs> <laughs> murderous. Yeah, <laughs> but but they could buy really good
1: players for us yeah and now they're pissed off yeah uh,
4: and they're worried I know they don't like Mike Ashley but he doesn't chop up any freaking journalists oh well, you don't know that oh well, I don't know that that's an
1: allegation yeah <laughs> holy shit no, I'm saying you don't yeah, know that Mike So, actually so, isn't, so isn't, <laughs> isn't isn't <laughs> possible you know yeah, it is possible. No, I know like one, yeah,
2: one thing he does placement. chop up is a lot of roast dinners
1: yeah <laughs> he doesn't miss many meals <laughs> there's, no cho- there's, there's no chopping up there it's just like you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. stuffing it down as, as footy pride does
0: the fat shaving way yeah, to go know, fellas yeah, uh, yeah,
1: way to go sorry dad
0: yes well my weight loss has been noticed hit the salad until
1: this weekend anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but football, isn't it like so, I
4: think we've lost it's lost its way. Like that's why the Germans do it well. They got German ownership. They control it that way. It's about the German system and the national team and all that and it works really really well. No, you know, no surprise. And in England, they basically give it away. I mean, you got American owners for three teams or so, four teams actually now, I think, yeah. with Fulham coming up.
1: Yeah, but you know how it is. I mean, the, the, the club, I'm, I'm not defending, I think it's disgusting as well, but Stan Kroenke's Cron- um, Cron- personal wealth is so separate from the club that's run as a business, mm-hmm. completely separate to everything else, right? I'm not saying it's right. He could definitely handle, uh, you know, it's just an excuse, let's be honest, it's excuse. To, to clean and house. And the thing is, like, including a scouting department yeah, too, right? Which um, hasn't been great recently. No. So.
4: And, you know, Ipswich was different. Obviously, it was a small club that I was at, small town, not a small club, but... You know, in in terms of these these uh, size of clubs, yeah, it was. But it's football's about community. It's about the fabric of the area and supporting each other. And these guys don't give two hoots about fucking these guys. No, you know. And clubs used to be owned by local guys that had an actual were part of that. Now I spoke about about it before how
2: the owners and the presidents of back in the day. I think they saw this coming. I think they saw the glitz and glamour of the Sky that TV deal coming in, that and they it. thought, "We can't, we can't keep up with this. We can't keep shelling out money because this is going to a different level now. Mm-hmm. Because the more you shell out, more often than not in the Premier League, the more you're going to lose."
1: Yeah, but didn't you guys, you know, '93 came around. Deech, you were still obviously Craig. You were in your prime in in the Premier League when that turned around. Deech, you were. Just You're coming into like just the first in, year, right. you were, I imagine, benefited from the Sky deal. Pretty happy when that went through.
4: Oh yeah, I mean it was peanuts compared to now. Now, yeah, but,
1: your but contract pre every year, must have been quite every different.
4: year I think the wages were climbing 20 percent, something like that on average. So every right. contract was getting bigger, and every Sky deal was getting bigger.
1: But did, was it obvious though when you? I mean, I'm not sure. Were you mid contract when the Sky deal happened? Do you remember that? Well, the Sky deal
4: was rated, they, they were, that was in place right at 92, right? Yeah, when they really yeah. Were you in
1: the middle of a contract for you, or were you up for a new contract? Um, that's a good, that money came good question. Good no, question. contracts
2: were normally, they were normally done at the end of the year, weren't they, Craig? Like, you usually ran out. There was never, a, like, a middle of the year where your contract would run out. No, no, or,
1: but what I'm saying, though, but you were you in year one of a four-year deal? Or, you oh, know, oh eight, yeah, yeah. Well, deal. you know what, but even though uh, you
4: walk in and the situation's changed, and... It was you, more bonuses you, you, changed, wasn't
2: it, Craig? Like your yeah. win bonuses, yeah, uh, qualification bonuses, where you finished in the league. That changed a lot when Sky came right. in. Mm-hmm. So my question you know?
1: really is how rich were you after the Premier League came around <laughs> compared to before the Premier League. <laughs> was it obvious? Well, no. Without it, giving it, us it, specific it, numbers. It, I mean, wasn't, it was a hell of a lot. But no, it
4: wasn't. The, the the difference between wages and the championship now, championship and the Premier League weren't as great as they are now. Yeah. It's a, I'd say we, a golf we just missed out on that curve yeah, of... Yeah. yeah, that's me. That's me just in a, a nutshell. Belt. Dollar late. Dollar, day late, dollar short. <laughs> like Shaka. Shaka, when he came to West Ham, when I went there, I, the, the Bosman rule wasn't in place. Oh, it wasn't? No. And then Shaka came it's like the Bosman rule just came in play. He's like, holy shit, I just pocketed a million yep. and a half
1: quid. on this. Like, fucking no, of course you <laughs> did. Of course you did. Yeah, but you had all the commercial deals th- through the CSA, which helped you. Oh, that's right.
4: Yeah, all the deals over here. Over, all the Plus the on the
1: big,
2: big
4: billboard near board. the gardener.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'd
0: love to. Have and and, and this is how we get the pathway to Craig Forrest over at Waggers Studio on a Sunday morning.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, we did have a big billboard in the gardener, of course. It was uh, our good friend Jimmy Brennan, right? Oh, oh yeah. Jimmy. We used had, to scare me. I was downtown.
4: Everything was going really well. He, looking down the gardener, he had him volleying a ball. Like, like, is it ever see, You can see... Uh, yeah, I don't think so either. Not like that. He must have had a trampoline when he did that. <laughs> <laughs> and look at him now. Yep. Great opportunity. <laughs> yep. He's, got, he's one of the only Canadians he's, with a pro license. I right? know. it's
1: amazing, actually. Yeah, that story was on the CEPA website this past week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dasso. Good for, him. good for him. Dasso as well.
4: Yeah. He can't get a... If he was trying to look for a local club, he would be... Oh.
1: Or we're qualified. <laughs> How close are you? They used to getting that.
4: I'm on my A license still.
1: And so after that, there's what? You're here for after a? that, it's the pro license. After that, one, yeah, yeah. Are you doing that?
2: Jimmy done his one in Ireland, I think. Yeah,
4: yeah, because you just have to show up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, or is that the Scottish one? Uh, yeah.
2: yeah, I'm on the English <laughs> one. It's a little bit tougher.
1: It is. Are you going to do it, Didge? The pro it? license?
2: Yeah. Maybe. I'm not too. Like fussed about. I want to finish this A license first. Obviously with COVID being in the mix, everything's been put back six months, eight months because no one's allowed at St. George's. We have to film certain training sessions. Guys have to come out and visit you and there's just no traveling at the moment.
4: Hey, if so. you're a, a Canadian coach that wanted to get the pro license, how much money would that cost somebody in the end? Now, with the travel over to Europe? well, It's pretty expensive.
2: So For the pro license, the last I well, it was around forty-five thousand pounds just for that, just for the pro license. Much, source. Forty-five thousand pounds. How much for the a license? Jesus. A license is around in all ten grand. And that, and that By the way, include, England
1: like, does that include travel for you? No, it doesn't include travel. So, you, so what? There's this, this this coach in the dark seat weeds of of you know domestic Ontario soccer with this incredible coaching ability and talent can't afford the pro license no kidding it's like football players yeah it's tough there's, there's a lot of, be, as a, right now pep could be in mimico in the, on a football yeah. field right now
2: <laughs> as i said before there's a lot of very good coaches here in canada um some guys try and find a way of getting to europe to do their licenses where it's a little bit cheaper europe i'm talking about either to belgium mm. or holland spain then it's a language barrier as well. And that's not saying the UEFA course is the best. Like some guys are going to South America to do courses right. as well. Mm-hmm. Right. So the language barrier is, is key. Also, you are obviously have to have contacts or network there that allow you in. It's not that you can just sign up and you're being admitted. You have to go through a process of you worked at a certain level and you'd like to pursue a, a different level while, while getting this license it's, there's a lot of red tape that goes on which I, I think is, is unfair as well
4: if you get all those licenses if you've got no connections or you haven't played yeah you, there's no guarantees of even getting a job no it's very tough in fact you might be seen as overqualified <laughs> yeah you phone up club and they're just like, "Ooh, I don't want any part of this guy." So I just spent 100 grand on my, my license. <laughs> <laughs> right? Who are you? Yeah, you might not want to. Should have got so. a trade.
1: Yep. Exactly. Yeah. All right, fellas. Uh, that's probably about it. Right then.
4: Yeah, that could be it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're not, doing the, sp- we're not no. doing the. spite.
2: What was the spite? Oh, the spite oh, yeah, one the was. Spite. That's what I'm <laughs> well,
1: I,
0: there. I like. The spite. Oh, no, one. It's uh, good. Charms and I were talking yesterday on the patio. What I do you mean by it? Well, it was. It was. Who did you dislike enough? but still liked enough to do something like a bad prank. and it You don't know how they would take it, but you Jimmy knew Brian. it had to be there because <laughs> they could have gone <laughs> one bad. way or the other. <laughs> Jimmy again gets it. It's Jimmy. Now. You said Jimmy. Yeah.
4: <laughs> and what would you do? Because he, he'd lose I his shit, know. right? Well, he, he could lose his yeah. <laughs> It'd be fun. Yeah, I'd bring a, yes. <laughs> I'll tell you a classic story of
2: Jimmy. I think it's PG material. So Jimmy used to have this game where he liked pulling people's pants down. In public places, and he, right. he he done me a couple of times, like at the grocery store and in in the in the airport. So I thought I'm gonna get this guy one day. I'm gonna get. It. And Jimmy, unfortunately, never used to wear underwear because he, he used to feel like, does he feel now? Loose and stuff no. I don't know. No, he doesn't. Still doesn't. So anyway, we're we're boarding this plane going to an away game for Toronto FC. And uh, me and Jimmy our, obviously our second names he's uh, his is B and D, so we always sat pretty close to one another. So we're getting on the plane and it's pretty busy plane we got on late. So he's I've sat down in my seat and he's standing up trying to get like his laptop or stuff out of the the uh the lockers. Yeah. I don't what they call baggage, compartment. The baggage compartment. Baggage compartment. So he's and standing up there and going, Fuck this is my opportunity. <laughs> so the S through S is walking down. There's someone walking down from this way and I've just gone <laughs> pulled him flat down and he's like that. but he he
4: probably didn't even put his hands down
2: no he didn't he's standing <laughs> there like that yeah. he turns around he looks at the S2 and S2 like that and he goes did you prick yeah. <laughs> so he just slowly pulled him back up yeah. and went, yeah, there you go Jim I wonder how Jimmy's enjoying the bubble. <laughs> oh, he's going to go stir crazy. 48 he, hours in. He'll be the one
4: sneaking out in the bedsheets. He'll be swimming
2: across freaking That's why
4: Stephen mentioned that, bedsheets, because that's what we did in uh, Florida. I'm oh, sure okay. that's why he yeah, mentioned you it. Got, you got, yeah, you got... And out what did you, did you do? Did you do something
0: fun? Was it worth climbing out with bedsheets? Oh, we estate? always
4: had a good time. Because Holger wouldn't let us go out.
2: So you did the bedsheets out? Of,
4: oh. So what you do is you, you throw your... Your clothes that you're going to wear into the hedge, crawl out the back, or, or go out the front door. But sometimes he wouldn't let you go for a walk, even in your tracksuit and go do 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 and walk around the side of the building and <laughs> throw your duds on and jump in a cab. See, this is why the
0: Canadian national team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm amazed. How did you ever win? That the was goal during cup? the Gold Cup. Oh, did, that's
1: fantastic. How did you ever win that thing? Because they did that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't yours. know. Yeah, nothing to lose, right? Stay loose. Yeah. Stay
4: yeah. loose. Yeah. Wow. And then uh, Dasso came back and he couldn't find his clothes or his, his tracksuit.
2: <laughs> sure, it wasn't his shampoo and no, conditioner.
4: Was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's got great, well, great hair. Great hair. Yeah.
1: No, it's flowing. He's got flowing locks for sure. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Got right a on. nose job. Do you know
1: that? Nose job. Yeah. When. Oh, years ago. Oh, years ago. If You yeah.
2: played in Scotland. You'd need a nose job as well. Yeah, yeah.
1: Elbows, a couple of times. We should get Dezo on the on the show. Yeah, yeah. He should good. have taken more off. Should have. Even when he came out, he was like.
0: <laughs> even, <laughs> even
4: when he came out, he was like looking, going, "What? the... F- like it's it's still large." And the doctor's like, "I, t- I took enough
1: <laughs> enough out to fill a dike." <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, that his wife had laser surgery and she never could see him, right?
2: Yeah. So
1: that was it. it was <laughs>
4: <laughs> until the surgery. No, seriously.
1: She couldn't she was I couldn't see like like nothing. I was like brutal like until the surgery. And then what? What was the first impressions?
4: Well can't really say. So I Jeez. Craig's was...
0: doing a lot of sharing about other <laughs> people's <laughs> lives. Yeah, <laughs> well, well they're still together. <laughs> yeah, well.
1: Not not because of you. <laughs> <laughs> but do you what what's the nice job? after her she got her, her sight back so she then's like you get right back into that hospital
4: <laughs> oh, no no hmm? she's yeah she's too lovely to say anything bad about dasso <laughs> she'll just we've suck it down up we the road here should should just, just suck that's it let's just
1: crush Craig's ex-teammates that's and good right. friends yeah, here that's fantastic this is. Yeah, who
4: else are we going to crush <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll think about that for
1: have about yeah. another, another spite segment week. next week yeah, we'll, yeah. Go, we'll get spite number two so yeah. he's apparently Danny's already spited Jimmy yeah that's good I liked it yeah, mm-hmm. Jimmy's spited many yes uh, we'll get Jimmy on maybe let's get Jimmy like about two weeks from now when he's two weeks into the bubble and he's going nuts he's got a damn good team mind you this year so he maybe should be pretty happy We'll see yeah all right everyone maybe next week next week yeah we could do that yeah
0: we'll, we'll, we'll reach out.
1: Yes yeah. he's got lots of time on his hands. <laughs> yeah well yeah All right my um, thanks to Stephen Hart one of our favorites here. Yes uh, great chat there, classy guy real classy guy and, and really happy that he's back in Canadian soccer where he belongs. Um, all right uh, JC Wonger thank you very much Beach Craig thank you. hope you enjoyed that Speak to you next week.